You just think we just, you know, whatever happens, we just shit another player. I, and everything's going to be perfect. All of our fans think that. You all think that. That's what you write about. Unacceptable in all areas. Unacceptable coaching, unacceptable playing, unacceptable effort, not what we're about. You don't want to be here. There's a specific reason. Not really, you know, I think we did a poor job recruiting. If guys are coming in and immediately walking out the door because it was something different than what they thought it would be. We lied to them during recruiting or we sold them on a dream that wasn't true. Like I said, coach our kids to, to do the right thing and uh, you know, play with poise, play with confidence, play with dignity, play with class. At the same time, we're not going to take anyone's shit either. We want to be a big, fast, dominating, aggressive, relentless football team that nobody in the SEC wants to play. Now, that's all, sir. It's second in the West, baby. Yes, sir. Hey, hey, I don't like getting it. It's the only time we're ever getting excited about second. From now on, it's first, okay? No, I want to do is fucking eat. I want you to eat. I want you to eat. I want you to want this shit. Do you want it? Do you want it? Show me. Bunch of this did it again. Welcome in to the latest episode of That SEC Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin, Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vols on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? Hey, babe, what's going on? Hey, Shane. Not much. Ready for this big action here? We got, uh, you know, we don't have a full lineup. There's so many teams on a bye this weekend, but... Hell, Shane, I would be happy if there was just one SEC game like we got that week zero. We got a handful here, and some of these games may be under the radar, Shane, but I think we're in for a really good weekend. Uh, So you ready to get into our picks action? I'm ready, buddy. Gambling? What's anything about gambling? It's not gambling when you know you're going to win. Not only am I picking Toledo to cover, I'm picking Toledo to win outright. Cash, kick your ass, me. heard you say that. (laughs) <laughs> well, he kicked my ass regardless. Like exactly. They're going to beat the brakes off Miami. You watch it. Mike, if Florida wins this damn game, I will sing the fight song Monday. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't happening, brother. Yeah, orange and blue, waving forever. Forever pride, old Florida. May she droop. I, I forgot to hit record, so you got to do that again. Are you shitting me? No, I'm recording it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shane, so this week we've only got one noon game, so let's start there. And, of course, this is 11 a.m. Central Time. Utah State at LSU. And we're going to go with the my bookie line, Shane, here. LSU favored by 28 points on this noon Eastern Time, 11 a.m. kick. And before we make these picks, Shane, I just thought this was pretty funny. Let's cut it over to Coach O on his coach's show. And he had his thoughts on uh, getting the early kick here. We're going to get them to bed early Friday night. Uh, we'll put them to bed at 9 o'clock. Now, like I said, whether they go to bed or not, I don't know, but I hope they do. I turn off that tweeting machine, and we're going to get up at early in the morning. And we're going to have a nice meet at 730. I know the coaches are going to be fired up. I'm sure there'll be a couple of Red Bulls and monster that a coffee that'll be drinking and we're gonna get ready to go and we're gonna get ready to win us a football game no matter what time we have to play well i think there's also going to be some tiger fans that are ready to go early yeah, too so i hope they put some extra in their coffee in the morning <laughs> and get them going all right shay's a coach oh he's hoping people spike up their <laughs> coffee maybe irish it up you know if, if you know what i'm saying he, <laughs> he didn't specifically say that but that's clearly what he's going for here uh thoughts on the big game here and uh 
I don't know, LSU is a huge favorite against Utah State. Uh, before we make our pick, Shane, Cocho also updated the injury status for his Tigers, and it looks like they're going to be getting a number of guys potentially back for this game. You know, earlier in the week, Calavon Chasson, their outstanding outside linebacker, Cocho was not sure he was going to play. But uh, here recently, I believe this was Wednesday evening, he said uh, Chasson's looking good. They, they think he's going to play, so that's big. Rashard Lawrence, a big defensive lineman, he's been practicing. He's probable for the game. And then uh, Glenn Logan, Michael Definity, and Terrence Marshall, none of them are expected to play. Uh, but it does sound like each of those guys is getting closer. And with the Florida game coming up, that's huge for the Tigers. But just wanted to make those notes before we make our picks. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one, Shane? Again, Utah State at LSU, and the Tigers are a 28-point favorite, according to mybookie.ag. Yeah, I mean, the, the the stadium was tweeting out earlier this week that you better be hydrated, so <laughs> you know, because it's going to be an early, hot, humid kickoff. And uh, I think uh, this there's a couple factors with this game I'm considering, especially with gambling. I don't think LSU's uh, going to have any problems beating these Aggies, but – I do think that they're going to have problems beating this spread. So with that being said, I have got Utah State covering the spread, but LSU winning 52, Utah State 27. Ooh, 52 to 27. That's pretty wild, Shane, that, uh, you know, 52 points and you're still not covering the spread. But that's kind of the state of LSU's defense at the moment. I can't really blame you on that one. Mm -hmm. uh, let's kick it over to their other outstanding defensive lineman here, Braden Fehuku, who he talked about the fact that, uh, you know, the Tigers are kind of, they had all week to work on this. So I think they certainly the focus is something Coach O hit on earlier. The fact that, uh, you know, getting these players, these defenders to wrap up, stop missing tackles, that's something on the Tigers mind this week. I'm sure Dave Aranda had them all on it the last two weeks. Uh, let's kick it over to uh, Fehoku. Shoot, the first thing you improve on is you hear it every day. The coach has been talking about 18 missed tackles for the past two weeks, and so we're kind of just fed up with it. And so um, we've been doing tackling drills every day. We, I mean, we're in jerseys today, jerseys and shorts, and we're, over, we're out here tackling. I mean, I know it sounds kind of cliche that we're tackling without pads, but I think that's how you get better. It's just the more repetitions at it, the more you see it the more you actually do it. And so uh, I think everybody's just kind of taking it to the gut as something that we can work on, something that we can improve. And I think we're ready to show everybody that we can actually tackle. All right, Shane. So LSU's averaging about 60 points per game this season. It's outstanding. But kind of like you hit on, I mean, Vanderbilt put up a ton of points on these cats. Texas went all up and down on the field on them, obviously. Mm -hmm. Can Utah State do the same? I mean, that's certainly the danger of, from what we've seen from LSU, they shouldn't really be tested by this team. But, hell, it was uh, – who was it? Northwestern State even had some success against LSU's defense. So yeah. this is uh, the thing that's holding the Tigers back at this point. That's kind of the big question mark going into this one. And with two weeks to prepare with it, Shane, uh, I think I've got a little bit more faith in LSU's defense than you do to finally round into shape. Uh, I'm going – well, before I make my pick, Shane, this may do me – but I want to give a little weather update. <laughs> so I was reading this this weekend. I just thought this was fascinating. But uh, for anyone that doesn't know, Utah State, they're based out of Logan, Utah. And that, that's up in the mountains, Shane. 
mm-hmm. their temp their temperatures all this week in the 40s in the high or low 50s they're going down to baton rouge right now shane it's 94 degrees out in mm. louisiana i mean you're talking that wild of a swing of temperature i just don't think that utah state is i think they're going to fold in this heat lsu had two weeks to prepare for it i'm going lsu 63 utah state 20 i think they're going to fold in the heat shade i got them tigers <laughs> winning and covering wasn't it rocky that he was training out in the snow to fight that that russian uh boxer you know you know it didn't face him he came in there he he stuck to his gun so the thing that concerns me most about this team honestly is just a a little bit of competitive depth i think that they are going to hold a lot of these guys out that are questionable and probably could have played if it was another team and Mm -hmm. so when it's all about gambling i i on this one and i'm afraid that utah state may you know back in this thing here at the end, and just because when when uh, LSU goes to backups, it's no longer second team; it's third team players and things like that. And I just think that inexperience will will catch him up. And of course, they're going to get a few points off of it. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, like I said, I got LSU fifty two, Utah State twenty seven. So not a ball game. Just uh, I got Utah uh, covering the spread. Okay. All right, Shane. The other non conference game we got here, Troy. At Missouri, the Tigers, according to mybookie.ag, 24.5-point favorites heading into this matchup. Uh, This is a 4 o'clock Eastern kick, 3 o'clock Central on SEC Network. Who do you like in this matchup, Shane? You know, when you think of Troy, you think of that Trojan horse going down there to LSU, you know, just coming in there and coming away with a victory. And everybody talks about how Troy is the secret SEC, you know, ninja coming in here and taking out these teams. But not this week, my friend, because Barry Odom changed everything up for this game. He was not going to overlook this. He's tired of hearing people tell him that he can't win out, out, off a bye. Uh, these guys have been competing and practicing like they're going into a game for two weeks in a row now. And I, I just think Missouri just just stops Troy. So I've got Missouri winning this thing 45-Troy 13. Ooh. Well, Shane, how about this? I mean, this Troy team, maybe not the Troy of old, their coach obviously is now at West Virginia, so there's a staff shakeup, but they are led by Chip Lindsey, former Auburn offensive coordinator, who has actually faced Barry Odom. I believe he's faced Barry Odom not only at Missouri, but back in his Memphis days as well. So he's got some experience going up against this defensive scheme. Troy's averaging about 40 points per game. I know the competition is not that great, but. It's about similar competition to what Missouri's seen this year. Uh, Let's kick it over to Barry Odom because he's been impressed by this team as well, particularly that offense. Uh, That's going to be the big challenge for this Missouri team who obviously they look like they've cleaned up their issues defending the run, but how are they going to handle this passing attack of Troy? That's the big question I have going into this one. They're just a couple of plays away from being 4-0. They're scoring over 40 points a game. Averaging 500 plus yards a game, and then defensively, they're aggressive. They're so good against the run, they cause you a lot of different uh, issues on the way that they align and the way that they play. And disruptive, um, they're they're on attack mode 
for 60 minutes. All right, Shane, so we've kind of hit on it basically for two weeks in a row here. Barry Yoda and his Missouri Tigers have really struggled when they've had extra time to clean things up on a bye week or a bowl week or even an opening season game. Like you noted there, you know, they're wisely mixing things up. How much is that going to affect this game? That remains to be seen. But for me, Shane, I know I credit Odom for at least trying something new, but I'm not sure that's going to really – I don't know the results. We obviously won't know until Saturday, but I just don't have a ton of faith in Missouri to kind of come out and be firing all cylinders. I know they were leading into the bye. Sometimes – I think sometimes when you're playing so well, you do not want to hit that bye because it could halt your momentum a little bit. I certainly mm-hmm. don't think Missouri is going to lose this game, but 24.5 points against a team that can score quickly like Troy, I think i got to take those points. We still, I don't know, I, I'm still not totally bought in on Missouri's defense. They've click, cleaned up the running issue. Let's see how well they do it against the pass. Like I said, I don't think Missouri is going to be tested, but uh, I'm going to take Troy and that 24 points. I'm going Missouri 48, Troy 24. So that's just enough there to give Troy the slight cover by half a point there, Shane. So, And this one's going to be close. I think this is going to be one I'm sweating out in the fourth quarter. But I like Troy to uh, just get that backdoor cover. I got you. All right, Shane. Next game on the docket here, SEC battle. This should be a nice back-and-forth matchup here. We got Vanderbilt at Ole Miss. This is the night game on SEC Network, 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central. According to mybookie.ag, Shane, Ole Miss favored by a touchdown. What are your thoughts on this one? Well, Mike, you know, I went – this is the game I had the hardest decision deciding on who was going to win. I went back and forth and back and forth. And honestly, I think this comes down – to good old quarterback play, and I just I got faith that old Plum Tree's going to continue that momentum into this week. Um, and honestly, if this game would have been at Vanderbilt, not that Vanderbilt's got a huge home field advantage, obviously, but I think that it would be less of advantage for Ole Miss to obviously be up in Nashville than they are down there. So mm-hmm. I've got them covering. No, actually, no, I've got them winning. But Vanderbilt covering the covering the spread, Ole Miss twenty eight, Vandy twenty four. Ooh, close one. All right, Shane. I think, you know, before I make this picks, let's go with the latest update here from Matt Luke talking about his quarterback situation. With sounds like Matt Corral's getting really close to returning to the field. It's going to be fascinating to see if he is ready to go. Who starts this game? Because we've both been impressed with uh, John Rice Plumley and the spark he's provided to the Rebels' offense. Uh, let's kick it over to Matt Luke real quick. Matt, can you tell us anything further on, on Matt Corral? Yeah, I don't have everything already. I don't, uh, <laughs> no, they. Um, uh, he looked good today. Practiced. You know, uh, him and John Rice both got reps with the ones. Uh, Grant got some reps as well. So I mean, I thought they've all looked good. I think we're fortunate that we got we got good players there, and uh, don't know who's going to start yet. But uh, but they all got reps and look good today. Regardless of who starts, do you plan on playing both of them? I think you'll see both some, at some point in the game. Yeah. Has Matt gone contact yet, or is that the next? No, we haven't put him in. But but they don't ever go contact yeah, in practice, so that's not any, anything different. Yeah. 
you consider him close to 100 percent i mean kind of how do you gauge it yeah i mean i mean it's hard until you actually but that happens with quarterbacks in the season you don't you don't have contact during the during the week and they go out there but he but he has looked good i haven't noticed anything uh, as far as in holding him back all right shane so i'm kind of i'm kind of with you this could go either way i really do think that uh but from what we've seen from both these defenses, particularly in recent weeks, I know Ole Miss started the season really strong, but then they really got exposed a little bit against Cal. We saw that, obviously, against Alabama. Now, a lot of that could be just how dominant Alabama's passing game is, but I don't think that Vanderbilt is going to have much issue putting up points on the board against the Rebels. So that makes this touchdown spread you know, very interesting. On the flip side, Ole Miss, if, if they could score against Alabama, surely they could score against Vanderbilt. I think this is going to be a classic SEC night game where, you know, it's just going back and forth, a lot of high scoring. Uh, we've got guys like Keyshawn Vaughn and look for Jarrett Pickney to really get going in this game. Riley Neals, he's, he's looking better and better for Vanderbilt. Uh, but Ole Miss has got that running game going. A lot of their receivers are really starting to shine. They're really starting to break out. And if John Rice Plumley, I expect him to start, even if Matt Corral's ready to go. I, th- I think he'll start. Just It seems like they've got a higher ceiling with him in there. And mm-hmm. if they're scoring at a high clip, I don't know how you put that guy on the bench. I really don't. So I like Ole Miss in this one. And keep in mind, Shane, Vanderbilt, I believe they're the only team in the SEC that's yet – to cover a single spread this season. Mm. Yes, they've won a game, but they've failed to cover against the spread every single game this year. I'm going Ole Miss 40, Vanderbilt 32. I'm not totally confident in this pick just because I expect high scoring back and forth, but I do like Ole Miss to win this game. Vanderbilt I could see covering because they're going to score some points here, but my official pick, I'm going with Ole Miss to not only win, but to cover that seven-point spread. Now, I, I think all of this could change, obviously. Jarrett Pickney finally shows up. Mm-hmm. If they make this the three-headed monster we were talking about all offseason, you know, I don't think Ole Miss can stop it. But I just haven't seen it from Neil just yet. Maybe this is the week. And if it does happen, I'm telling you, Vanderbilt's a sneaky, dangerous team. All right, Shane, let's take a break from the picks to let the audience know that we're proudly presented by MyBookie.ag, the online sports book. That's MyBookie.ag. You know, we wouldn't be sharing this information with the listeners if they weren't the best out there. We recommend all our listeners do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with MyBookie.ag. And for all the listeners out there, Shane, if they haven't used this already, we've got a, we've had people reach out to us, tell us about this. They're using the promo code that exclusively for listeners of the podcast, and that's that SEC. All you got to do is go to mybookie.ag and put in the promo code T-H-A-T-S-E-C. That's that SEC, and they'll match your first deposit up to $1,000. I know we've both taken advantage of this, so mm-hmm. really recommend the listeners do that. And uh, you can do straight-up games. You can do parlays, three-team, five-team, ten-team. And it's not just college football. Obviously, that's what we focus on here. But you can also bet NFL games. You can do parlays for college football and NFL. You can mix and match there. And another 
really nice feature there at my, mybookie.ag, Shane. You can bet at halftime. You can bet the other side that if you're not feeling too good about your lock of the week, I know we've all been there. So if you need to switch the other side, you can do that at mybookie.ag. And once again, that promo code, that SEC, T-H-A-T-S-E-C, visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Get paid. All right, Shane, let's go to the SEC East where we got a battle here, night game on ESPN, Georgia at Tennessee, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central on ESPN. According to mybookie.ag, Shane, Georgia favored by 25 points. It's a pretty huge spread. Who do you like in this one? Well, Mike, you can't spell upset without the letters UT, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so I love them Tennessee Volunteers to have an upset. I just don't think we're going to have it. Uh, You know, one thing that I I admire about Kirby is it just it doesn't feel like he's overlooking this team at all. You know, we're going to we're going to have a freshman quarterback playing this week. Uh, and honestly, I don't know how long, I don't know how short this leash is, but sometimes that can be a disaster, especially against a sound team like Georgia. Um, but I'll say all that, say this, I think the fans are going to be there. I think the fans are going to be rowdy. I think that is going to help us out a little bit with the home field advantage. So I like Tennessee to cover the spread, but obviously I have Georgia Bulldogs winning this thing. 42, Tennessee 24. Ooh, that, that's a lot of points on these Bulldogs, Shane. Yeah, I, 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 and I don't think it's a backdoor cover either. I think Georgia just pulls away late. Mm-hmm. Kind of like they did when we were down there. Well, Shane, these two teams, in you know, last the last two maybe have not been so close, but the previous five have all been, I think, one-score games. We got two staffs very familiar with each other. We got players familiar with each other, coordinators very familiar. I mean, this is a, this is a very interesting series, even though many people not expecting it to be much of a game. Uh, let's jump to Jeremy Pruitt during his latest media availability, talking about the familiarity between these two, and just you pretty much know what you're getting from all sides going into this game. Coach, this time of year when obviously there's familiarity with the coaching staffs and you have games on tape for them to look at you and you to look at them, how much do teams typically put in new stuff uh, in in terms of of in this game that maybe you haven't put on tape? And how much do you expect from the opponent this type of year in in conference play? Well, you know, if you – most everybody in this league are so familiar with each other. Uh, you kind of have a catalog, you know, probably, um, you know, I guess the guys that have kind of coached under the same defensive family or offensive family, that's the way it is now all across this league. You know, people get opportunities and staffs move and change up. You know, everybody pulls something from the last place they've been. So, um, and, and the way technology is today, you know, you can walk in there and flip on, you know, any college game or any pro game and have the, the film cut up so you can see, hey, what's the explosive runs, what's the explosive passes, you know, who's giving up the sacks and why. There's, there's so, many, so much information that's out there. So it's very easy to take from somebody else and, and kind of make it your own a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I think everybody wants to – they want to – 
call what they what our players know. You want your players to play fast, but at the same time, um, you you always want to create a few more wrinkles, you know. So to give them something, I think, uh, you know, you look at their quarterback. I mean, it, you you don't trick this guy. You know, I've coached against him two years. I think we might have got him two times, and you know, I don't know how many plays, 160 plays. You know, where we felt like that he didn't throw the ball or, or have them in the right play. That, that's a pretty good batting percentage for him. There's very few out there that I've seen like that. Um, so, uh, and it's one of the reasons that, that they're successful on offense. All right, Shane. So I just thought these comments were particularly interesting. Georgia, a huge favorite. I understand why they're such a big favorite. Perception is Georgia, college football playoff contender, with they, which they certainly are. Tennessee, laughingstock of the nation, which they certainly have been. But I'm not really buying that, Shane, because, like I said, Georgia should easily win this game, but I don't know if it's going to be by 25 points. Uh, How about this matchup? This is something that I've kind of really keyed on this week. Remember, who was it for Notre Dame, Shane, that was killing the Georgia defense? It was that damn tight end. Yeah. One of Tennessee's best players on offense, Dominique Wood Anderson. If they can get him involved, I think he's a better player than that Notre Dame tight end. Now, can Tennessee get him the ball? That remains <laughs> that. That's the question. But I think they can. I think they saw something there on tape. He was streaking down the field wide open last week, Mike. You know, <laughs> just couldn't throw it to him. So, yeah, he's there. Exactly. So if he has himself a day, Georgia's secondary is a little banged up. Tennessee's got some receivers that can do some real damage against these Bulldogs, I think. And rumblings out of Knoxville, Shane, it sounds like old Brian Maurer could mm-hmm. get the start for the Vols. What does that do to this offense? It sounds like Kirby Smart and his defense, they're kind of ready for it, so it's not going to be a shocker by any means. But the same thing we keep hearing all week out of Tennessee these last two weeks, really, when they were on the bye – They've just got to stop killing themselves with turnovers and penalties. If they can clean themselves up in the penalty department, if they make the switch at quarterback and they stop giving the ball away, not suggesting Tennessee is going to pull the upset, but I just don't think this 25-point spread is realistic. I know Georgia, you know, they have so much talent, but – I don't know we've really seen it yet this season, Shane. I don't know what they're waiting for to get going here, but this is uh, the first road test of the season, true road test. I mean, they played at Vanderbilt, but that was a damn home game. It's a night game, ESPN. I don't know. I mean, Georgia could come out here and blow the doors off of them, but I just don't see it. I think Tennessee gives them a game, and I think it's a lot uh, lower scoring than you're going with, Shane. I'm going Georgia 28 Tennessee 14. So I got a two touchdown game under with Brian Maurer out here making some plays. I, th- I think that's the way it's going to go, Shane. I think this is uh, probably one of my favorite bets of the week, which means Georgia's probably going to win by 50. <laughs> well, you just, you know, you never know with, especially when you got a freshman quarterback. You know, this is different than, than last week, him coming in. This is something similar to Trask. You know, he's had a whole week to prepare for this thing and uh and hopefully he is going in and starting hopefully it's not a short leash um i still think there's going to be some packages that we're going to see uh 
John Jennings at quarterback, you know, similar to Kentucky with Bowden. I think they're going to run some of that wildcat. Uh, but that's what we, you know, that's what you have to do against Georgia. You got to be creative. You got to find ways to get your your best players the ball. So, I I I, I really don't know what to expect in this game, Mike. Uh, I, if Georgia comes out prepared, uh, like they're ready to compete for a national championship, this thing could get ugly. Mm-hmm. But if they're overlooking Tennessee at all, and you know Tennessee's had Georgia circled on the map. Since the you know since Florida gave they 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 have nowhere else to go but up so I, I don't know I just think the benefit to having this freshman quarterback is I want to see him stretch the field I want to see him not throw these wide receiver screens you know just so that you can give a little breathing room to your running backs uh, because we really do got some some dynamite kids back there I really like that gray fella if you know they can get him the ball in space he really can be special. But you can't do that when there's eight or nine in the box. And so I just hope Cheney comes out and, and, you know, just starts air raiding this thing, man. Shane, do you have uh, Saturday off this week? Yeah. I got I got a question for you. I think the listeners listeners been asking for it. Two scenarios play out, Shane. I, I want a commitment from you right now. Yeah. If Tennessee pulls the upset or option B – Georgia wins by 35 or more. Can we get an emergency podcast from Cousin Shane if either of those scenarios play out? <laughs> uh, okay, here's here's emergency podcast. You know, is is not just any podcast, Mike. It's a special occasion. So if Tennessee beats Georgia, that's emergency podcast. If Utah beats LSU, that's an emergency podcast. If Missouri loses, that's this week. This that's emergency podcast. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. and if my lock of the week goes, then maybe maybe that's emergency podcast. I don't know. You know, we'll get to that next. You know, but uh, okay. you know, emergency podcasts need to be special and uh, not just not. You know, I don't want to overuse it. Those those are just for special occasions. So absolutely, I, and I think. Every team has an opportunity to get a Mercy podcast. It doesn't have to be Tennessee related, you know. I mean, we're probably going to have a Mercy broad, uh, broadcast right after a podcast after uh, the SEC championship, you know, after the national championship, you know, just kind of give our unfiltered uh, thoughts, you know, on what we thought on the game. So yeah, okay. if, but if a big upset happens, absolutely, I, I will jump on here and we'll definitely talk about the situation at hand. Okay, giving the people what they want. I like I like to hear that, Shane. <laughs> All right, last game on the docket, Shane. Big game, CBS, SEC game of the week. Auburn Tigers at Florida, 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central. Let's get to that hype reel. Let's do it. Top 10 matchup. You got number seven Auburn at number 10 Florida. Both teams are undefeated with the winner keeping its SEC and see if he hopes alive. Homecoming here in the swamp. Uh, we got college game day here. We're CBS National Game of the Week. Oh, it's, it's going to be a real test. There's no doubt. They got excellent defense. They can really run. This week, playing a team that really, you know, has an argument this year to be be the top team in the country. You know, with the wins that they have. And They're aggressive. Defense coordinator is aggressive type of coach. Uh, we're expecting a really good test. Uh, you know, he's a good enough coach to be able to play to his strengths and put guys in position to be successful. The challenge is when things are going good, you can't let up. you got to put the hammer down even more. You, know, you 
you got to expect more out of yourself. you got to try to be perfect on the practice field. Don't be satisfied with yourself. No matter what you do and watch on TV, it's still really exciting. You know, when you can feel the noise, when you can feel the energy, when you can feel the excitement. You know, he always has a good plan. His teams are always, you know, tough to prepare for. They're going to be prepared, so that will be a good one. All right, Shane, this is going to be a colossal matchup here. Two undefeated top 10 teams, rivals, former rivals, I guess you could really say. They don't play that often anymore. First game since, I believe, 2011. A lot of Florida players on this Auburn roster. There's even some Alabama players on this Gator roster. Man, the hype surrounding this game. Shane, how do you see it playing out? (laughs) Mike, where do I begin? Okay, this is a true test for Florida Gators, all right? I'm not giving them the respect I think they deserve. I get that. Because I was ready to give it to them after Kentucky, but then I see Kentucky fall off, you know? I can't do it against Tennessee because Tennessee's having the worst start I've ever remembered, you know? So I can't do that. Now, on the flip side of the coin, I've got Auburn University down here just totally proving me wrong. I mean, I was ready to fire Gus after the Ole Miss game, and here here they are reeling off victories. So here they go down to Texas A&M. They get the victory. They uh, they take Mississippi State to the, to the woodshed. I mean, it's just they're doing everything that I need to see to prove that they are one of the best teams in the nation. Now, the one thing that I love most about Auburn University is that defensive front, just the defense in general. Mm-hmm. They are they are mean, they are ugly, they are aggressive, and they will make you pay. Now, what I saw last week, even though I didn't watch a lot of the game, there was a lot of times Trask was having pressure and sacks from Towson. You know what I'm saying? What do you mm-hmm. think is going to happen when Auburn comes into town? So, that being said, I have got the lock of the week and the victory going to Wardam Eagles, Auburn 31, Florida 20. Now, I will say this, Mike. If Florida wins this game, then everything's out. Florida is legit. This is their opportunity to show the entire country that they are, in fact, a top-five team in the nation. This is this is their chance to shine. And if they let let the nation down in the swamp, then I'm you got to consider Florida a fluke and Auburn legit. Yeah, that's an interesting point, Shane, because, you know, like you said, the Gators not been totally impressive. I mean, could have lost against Miami, could have lost against Kentucky. And neither one of those teams looks good at the moment. Beat the hell out of Tennessee, but that, I mean, everybody's doing that these days. So you just don't know what to make of that. And they play two FCS teams, so it's a difficult team to read. But at the end of the day, they're racking up those W's. That's all that really matters. They get this one. You know, they legitimize themselves, kind of like you said there. And, you know, you start racking up, you know, if they beat LSU, if they beat Georgia, I mean, no one's going to care how they're winning. Just the fact that they are, you got to – Got to give them credit for that. So this is their chance to turn it around. Everyone's talking about Auburn, hyping them up. They could be hyping up the Gators if they defend the home turf and get this big win. It's also a big recruiting weekend for the Gators. So a lot of buzz down in Gainesville, Shane. That's something to consider. But how about this, Shane? Dan Mullen's only played five home games against SEC competition as Florida's coach. 
And he's 3-2 and two in those games, including two losses. I mean, both of them were by more than 10 points to Kentucky and to Missouri. Not exactly world beaters. I don't know if the mystique of the swamp is even there anymore. I think we all get kind of caught up in these, you know, who's who's playing at home. I think we get caught up in that a little too much these days. So I don't know if playing in the swamp is going to be that big of a factor in this one. How about us? I, I got some other stats for you, Shane. Gus Malzahn, he's going to go head-to-head with Todd Grantham, defensive coordinator for the, for the Gators. Yeah. In those matchups, Gus Malzahn's 3-1 with his aver- his offense averaging 37 points per game. Let's flip it over to the other side. Kevin Steele, Auburn defensive coordinator, going up against Dan Mullen. Kevin Steele, 3-0 and in those matchups. His mm. defense only giving up 14.3 points per game. These are not less than ideal matchups, obviously, for the Gators. And, yes, Kyle Trask, he's looking outstanding, Shane, since he's had to be inserted in the lineup. I mean, they wouldn't have won the Kentucky game without him. He looked flawless against Tennessee. He looked even better against Towson. So maybe he's, maybe he is the answer. But, you know, I got to believe there's a reason Felipe Franks was starting. Is this the game where we see it? I don't know how mobile Trask really is against a quality defense. I think the Gators offense is looking a little one-dimensional to me right now. And that's a recipe for disaster going up one of the best defenses in the SEC, if not the nation. I think we're already starting to see. I don't think these big games phase Bo Nix. I know he's a true freshman, so there may be some picks coming in on the Gators because of that. But I'm Mm -hmm. not buying it, Shane. Auburn's weapons, now that they're getting healthy, they're looking even better and better. Uh, I think the march continues here for Gus Malzahn and the Tigers. I'm going with the team. Just going by what I've seen so far this year, I've got Auburn as the best team in the SEC right now. I don't have Gators in the top five. I mean, based on that, you got to – I mean, it's an obvious pick to me. I was surprised when this game opened as a pick em. My bookie.ag, Auburn's currently a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I, th- I think it should be six, seven. I think it should be closer up there. I'm going with Auburn, 30 Florida 20, so we almost have the same score there. i got to be a little bit different from you, but <laughs> I'm a little concerned that it's July the week. I was feeling really, really good about this one until I heard that, but not even that's going to phase me this week, Shane. I'm going with the team that I just think is a better squad, The is not one-dimensional, and, I mean, Florida's got a chance to prove us both wrong here, shut us both up, and maybe we'll, it's time to jump on the Gator bandwagon if they win this one. But I just don't think the home field is going to be that big of a advantage for the Gators, not against this team. Auburn's playing really well right now. Uh, I, like the, I like for it to continue, and uh, the SEC is going to have one less undefeated team by Sunday, and my pick is that's going to be the Florida Gators. Yeah, Mike, I'll tell you, there's just a couple of concerns here. Okay, so first off, my, my lock of the weeks haven't been stellar this year. However, I, I started a new streak. Every streak, you know, all dynasties begin with one game, Mike, and I'm 1-0 and <laughs> right now. But I made a mistake, and I accidentally doubled down on this one. So I've never had a $200 bet. So I'm a little extra nervous, okay, because that's – you know, it's that's one, a double jinx. <laughs> I know it's one thing to put a Benji on 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 the line, but when you got two of them, I mean, you know, that's that's my electric bill, Mike. You know, so <laughs> I have to get out the box fans if this thing goes sideways. But uh, 
soon as I as soon as I uh, put this bed in, I was like, well, shit, it's in there. There's nothing I can do about it. Uh, I'm getting on Twitter, and I'm, I'm looking at some stuff. And I come across uh, Scott Van Pelt. Uh, he had a uh, he had something that come. They were talking about gambling and stuff like that. And his very last one, he mentioned the Auburn. They were mentioning the Auburn Florida game, mm-hmm. and the last four times that Florida was an underdog going in at the swamp, they won all four times. So I was just like, golly, here you know. So I mean, I don't know if that was a sign or anything like that, but you know, my bet's in there. I hope I'm right, but if I'm wrong, I'll tell you what, I'm going to be singing a different tune next week about them Florida Gators. Well, Shane, I got to just let you know, I got more faith in you than I do Scott Van Pelt, even though I respect <laughs> respect that gentleman, but uh, I'm riding with I, cousin Shane. <laughs> that's right. Well, I don't think it was him. I think it was his buddy, uh, Bear's buddy. Uh, what's his name? The bald guy. Oh, um, okay. They're, they're all bald. I don't know. So. <laughs> Hell, I'm, I'm getting bald. So, you know what? Maybe it's a sign. Maybe we're all good. So, uh, But, yeah, that's that's my lock of the week. I didn't do a parlay. Um, I really did think about it. I've con- And I may I may end up doing one before it's all said and done. thing I like about parlays is, like, when you do a $100 bet, you could do, like, a $20 parlay and kind of get your money back if it hits. You know what I'm saying? Never mm-hmm. do. I never – and I recommend when you do a $100 – this is where I messed up last week – uh, when you do your hundred dollar or your big lock of the week, try not to include that one with your parlay. You know, I I made the mistake. So if that one game goes down, you lose your parlay and your your lock. So uh, rookie mistake, but I'm not going to do that this week. So if I were to do a parlay, or if let's say you were Mike, I know you probably you probably don't have one fixed, but wh- what three games would you be looking at for a three team parlay this week? I hate to do it because you just said not to do it, but I would go Auburn for sure because I'm feeling pretty good about that one. I'd go with Tennessee and the points, and then I'd go with LSU and the points, even though it's a big point spread there. I like the Tigers to roll against Utah State, and they it's they're starting to LSU starting to turn into an Alabama light where you know they just can't make these spreads big enough. So I'm pretty okay. confident in the Tigers uh, pulling that one out as well. Even though I don't like to bet on my own team, I'm going to go Tennessee. Uh, myself, and I'm also going to go with Missouri because I, I just think they destroy Troy. And I think Vanderbilt has an opportunity to not only cover the spread, but obviously win this game if they get their offense figured out. And there was little flashes of it last week. So if they can continue to grow into this week, uh, that like I said, that could be a scary, scary team for Ole Miss this week. So that's my three, Vandy, Missouri, and uh, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. All right, Shane, so that's going to do it. Uh, before we hop off here, just a quick recap of the picks. I'm going with LSU to win and cover. Uh, Shane is going with Utah State to cover. Uh, I'm going with Missouri Tigers to win, but Troy to cover. Shane's like Missouri to win and cover. I'm going with Ole Miss to beat Vanderbilt, win and cover. Uh, Shane's picking Ole Miss to win the game, Vanderbilt to cover. We're both picking Georgia to beat Tennessee. I've got Tennessee covering, as does Shane. And then we both got Auburn winning and covering. And that's going to do it for this edition, Shane. Thanks for joining me, as always. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. All right. See you, guys. Go Vols. Upset.